here it is. The episode you've been waiting for. The Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome, welcome, good morning, and welcome to the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast. I'm going to do exactly what Nico does, and I'm going to skip directly over him. How are you doing today, Nico? I'm going to do exactly what you do. So the weather outside is so nice <laughs> and um, beautiful, and um, did you know it was going to rain, and the kids have half a day tomorrow at school? And I got to flip the wash. I remember to go get almond milk. Oh, you want me to answer your question? I am doing wonderful. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. How is everyone doing? Neighborhood Sales Podcast here. Oh, my God. And today we did a little role reversal because I want to introduce a very good friend of mine. Uh, we went virtual again on the airlines. On, I feel on, on like airways. virtual is the best way to go. We're on the airways coming from. Now, we've done the furthest out west we've done was uh, Beverly Hills with Sean. Um, and, and yeah, we aired Sean. This is probably one of the areas in the United States that I've been wanting to visit since I was a child. Mm. Uh, between North Dakota, um, Colorado, but Montana. And coming from Bosman, Montana. Bosman, Montana? Yep, Bosman, Montana. Dang, that's One of my awful. good, good friends, Clint. Woo woo, give him some. Oh, okay. Give right. him a little introductory, I'm thinking. <laughs> good morning, Clint. How you doing out there, buddy? Do, doing good. Yeah, uh, live from Bozeman, huh? And uh, <laughs> all, all, since you mentioned Beverly Hills, another nickname of Bozeman is Bos Angeles, so that might make <laughs> really. You know, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, you know, I, I I failed to say your last name, so it's Clint Stubble. Stubble. Struble. Struble. I apologize for mispronunciation. Doesn't doesn't rhyme with trouble. <laughs> oh, Clint, while we have you on introducing you, you want to drop your um, your handle for social media? I just followed you, by the way. Um, yeah, you, you bet. Thanks. I heard my phone ding. I appreciate that follow. <laughs> it's uh, at, at C. Struble Real Estate uh, oh. and, and at Clint Struble Real Estate is my other handle. So you'll see it. You see and, them both up there. And but, if you can also just spell that out as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, Obviously, you know how to spell C, but the Struble is S-T-R-U-B-L-E. Perfect. S-T-R-U-B-L-E, just like it sounds, Struble. You know, last night when I uh, when I texted you, so it was 11 o'clock our time and what, 9 o'clock your time, and I was going to say right. how much fun this episode was. Uh, this episode was going to be tons of fun. And uh, we started laughing right from the jump. Um, but, um, you know, one of the things that we wanted to bring in is just open up to our listeners and people around of the beautiful area that you live and work in. And if you yeah. can just share a little bit more of, I mean, when people hear Boz, uh, now is it Bosman or Bozeman? How do you guys pronounce it out there? It's Bozeman. Bozeman. It's Bozeman. All right. So yeah. if people hear about Bozeman, Montana now, there's like really no direct flights from New York to Bo uh, Bozeman. Bosman, Boz, Bozeman. Bozeman, what yeah. is up with you in the fumbling with this bag today? But how? F just tell us what's around you. I mean, I know from talking to you and stuff. But what's around you? Yeah, so a lot of people still think in Montana we just drive horses and buggies, <laughs> and that's not the case. 
Um, we've had, we've had cars I'm one of those people. Time. That is Sasha. That is one. Yeah, of the people. yeah. Or, or they just think that we all live next door to the Duttons. Um, oh uh, which, of course, that TV show is is set in Bozeman, even though a lot of it isn't filmed in Bozeman. Um, but, but Montana, just so you know, is the fourth biggest state in the country. A lot of people don't realize that. Wow. Um, it's not for a, it's not unheard of for a high school football team to have to travel 800 miles round trip to go play a football game. What? Um, nice. Uh, <laughs> one year, one year state golf was a, over a thousand miles round trip uh, wow. to get to. So uh, you can, it takes you longer to drive from the northwest part of Montana to the southeast part of Montana than it does from where I live to the top of Texas. Um, so um, that's how big our state is. Uh, wow. It's an incredible state. It's uh, and Bozeman is actually the second fastest growing airport in the country. We have 12 major carriers, so we're actually a bigger – we've got more major carriers than even Salt Lake, which is considered a hub. So it is, a, um, it is, a, it is definitely a destination that people um, want to live in. It's very fast-growing. It's changed a lot in the time that I've lived here. Uh, one in every four houses in the state is going up in Bozeman, Montana uh, right now. Wow. So uh, it's a, it's a fast-growing place, and uh, – it's a pretty interesting place. It's a recreation hotspot for sure. And uh, you got Yogi Bear living over there, right? What's that big park next to you guys? Yellow Yellowstone Park is just about an hour from us, or a little bit more than an hour, depending on which way you go. And then Glacier National Park is about six hours from us. That is just amazing, bro. It's amazing. Yeah. So a lot of your sales that you know, and we're going to talk into what you know what what's great out there. But you know, Sasha text. I think it was like last week or the week before. Um, of your, um, of just getting land and then, you know, yeah. and in the price per, per acre, I mean, it's, it's so affordable. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because you can, there you can find, um, 10 acre parcels that are, that are within 15 miles of me that it might only be, um, you know, $29,000, but they're kind of landlocked and hard to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even less than that, but I might sell another 10 acre parcel in the same area and it might be, um, 700,000 or a million. So wow. it just really depends on what you want and, and where you want to be, but there is a wide range. I mean, that's one of the things that make it unique is, is depending on the pocket you want to be in. I mean, the cheapest piece of land in Montana right now is for sale for $19,000. Wow. Um, but how many? All right, so, but how many, how many acres? How many acres is it? Just it's not probably not buildable. It's probably just rock you're, rock lot. You're, you're going to be sad when I tell you it's not even a quarter of an acre. <laughs> wow! Wow! But there's a there's a ten acre parcel for sale for twenty nine thousand. So, um, you know, you so, just you just never know. So let's find. just go back. You said it's not even a quarter of an acre for nineteen thousand. So uh-huh. our property, which in our town, um, which um, you know. If uh, if you're listening, I'm running for Dumont Mayor. We'll call him one. Um, so, in, just keep plugging them. Yeah, definitely keep on plugging. But in our in our in our neighborhood, um, we have a what's considered a pretty large lot, um, and we're we're almost three tenths of an acre, and that's pretty large. Mm-hmm. I mean, an average lot in uh, this area up here is like fifty by hundred, and even fifty by hundred is pretty large. That's where developers love to make their their uh, duplexes and stuff like that. But you're getting nineteen thousand dollars for something that's less than a quarter acre. Here, yeah, that property for oh a developer 
there's towns like Paramus, right? That would someone would pay close to four to five hundred thousand dollars for a small lot like that. Yeah, that's crazy. even yeah. more if they can build a duplex. Yeah, if you can do multifamily. Yeah, it's the same out here. It's just, um, you know, it just is dependent on the location. But uh, yeah, if you want to get away from it all, you can definitely find pockets where if you just want to be, you know, out in the middle of um, nowhere, I guess we'll call it, so that we can keep it PG. Um, <laughs> oh, listen, we have the we do have you the exclusive. Be, yeah, you can be um, fluent in French up in here. It's allowed. Yeah, okay. it's allowed. Yeah, we do have yeah. the explicit uh, check mark on the podcast. Yeah. So don't be afraid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, not really my style, anyways. But that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you want to be in the if you want to be in the middle of nowhere, I mean, you can find pockets that are that are pretty pretty affordable for sure. That's that's amazing. And in one thing yeah. that I failed to mention, uh, Clint is also part of the Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment Division, just like we are. Um, and yeah. that's actually how we met. Um, so right. let's go back to almost, it's actually almost a, over, over a year ago, almost a year ago. Yeah. And Clint had put on Facebook that he was going golfing uh, over here. Yeah. He was, you were doing like a, a golf trip uh, with three other guys. Yeah. And yep. you, you guys were golfing some beautiful courses. And yeah. You were going to the Yankee game to finish off. I think you were with your wife. I could be mistaken. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, and, no, that was my wife. Yeah, and <laughs> you guys... Uh, and, Make sure you get it correct. It was his wife. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. And um, well, listen, this is how good my memory is. So it's, it's, it's pretty... You know, so you're recording this. Uh-huh. No one could hear what Clint's saying because it's in our headphones. I'm recording you. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Do you see this? It's when you're talking, sweetheart. Nice. <laughs> so I don't know if you understand where that plug came from. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you one good guess, Clint. Where's that plug? What plug? I missed it. Nice. Is he not hearing that? I don't think he heard it. Can you, you didn't hear it? I don't think he heard that. Nice. <laughs> Are you hearing that? <laughs> I am hearing that. That's our friend Al Casanova down in Atlantic yeah. City. So yeah. I, I, ripped, uh, I ripped his nice and I put it on our soundboard. Um, nice. <laughs> you ripped his nice. Yes. So, um, you know, so he posted and then he was going to the Yankee game, which was, I think, a Sunday. And I, so. mm-hmm. I forgot who they were playing. Was it the Orioles? We were playing the Rays. The Rays. We were playing the right. Rays. That's right. And they had a four-hour rain delay. It was a. Oh, a, I remember yeah. that. It was like when a one o'clock game. It was a one o'clock game. No, but he had. You had the Ford, the Ford Suite t- uh, tickets. We had. Yeah, I had Legends. Exactly. So we, I was underneath the stadium, stand dry. Exactly, mm. and we had the we our seats had the Audi, but we also had the buffet up in the Audi, so we were hanging up in the Audi, yeah. eating. And one thing that I like to do, especially the days that there's rain delays and whatnot, is people don't make the games. So they'll sell the tickets for like nothing. And I keep on kicking myself in the ass up until this day because there was tickets. You were in section, I think, 12. This was in section 13. Now, Legends at Yankee Stadium, for anybody who has never been to Yankee Stadium, Legends is by far one of the best, best best places to sit and not just because that but it's also the accommodations the food lobster mm-hmm. filet sushi i mean the, the oysters whatever the works and they were yeah. selling these tickets there was three tickets so we would have our son sit on our lap you know our son uh, you know three years old 
and the tickets were like seventy-five dollars each. These yeah. are these are like six hundred dollar tickets, like right. six hundred. Oh wow! But we never moved. We just stayed where we were. My daughter got a foul ball. We 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 were sitting yeah. on the third on the the third baseline, right first row, third baseline, um, right pretty much in that little section where third base shortstop and the left fielder would go for like a you know short pop up. Yeah, a little triangle right exactly. there. Exactly, and yeah. um, they, I mean, we never, you know, we we mentioned, hey, let's, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up, but you know, we didn't until we saw each other in Vegas. No, no I'm sorry, not Vegas. Um, oh, Anaheim in Anaheim, Anaheim uh, yeah. for family reunion, and like we we're just talking, like we've been friends for like 25 years, and Sasha's like right there, she's like, who who is this? I'm like, that's Clint. She goes, oh. yeah, I was like, who is this man, and why are you like conversating and like not including me? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what he yeah. does. You know what he's really good at doing, Clint. When we go places, right? He's really good at having conversations, and I'll stand right there, and he's really good at ignoring me while he's having the conversations. <laughs> Meanwhile, if I'm having a conversation with someone, he walks over, or if he's standing there, my first thing to do is to introduce him. Hey, guys, this is my husband. But, this is my other half. Whatever. But, listen, Sash. It was... I've got really bad mom brain, and I don't remember anything but, unless he jogs my memory. I remember nothing. So, but I haven't seen Clint in a long time. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, it was a hot minute, Sasha. <laughs> so I didn't see Clint for a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, Sasha, I know it was a hot minute. Um, so it just happened to work that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just heard that. I, I, that's the reason. I hope I get royalties on that. That's the reason why I sent you out of the room. I better get royalties because. <laughs> and I was going to do another one. I was going to do another one before you walked in. Oh my god! But yeah, so I mean, but honestly, Clint, you are a down to earth guy. Uh, listen, if you, if so, if I met you on the street. We'll never think that you were from Montana. Think you're an East Coast guy right from the jump. I mean, were you trying to say people from Montana unfriendly? No, no, they're, they're extremely friendly. Oh, Are you I kidding me? To say. No, it's a different world out there. Oh. They're extremely. But he's like a New Yorker. He has pinstripes. I mean, he roots for. Yeah. You, you root for one but of the, the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's true. So yeah, I'm a I'm a Montana guy, but a big but I've got the big city love to i mean that's just how i am now how far how how far is your first like your like the closest major city to you guys so if you're gonna if you're gonna say major city where you're talking you know at least over a million um denver and seattle are about the same exact same exact distance from us they're about 10 hours from us oh wow wow by car uh you know billings is our biggest major city in in montana and they broke the hundred thousand mark like I don't know, seven, eight years ago. The hundred thousand mark, wow. Yeah. Wow. So but you know But in in your area it's it's um but in your area you're looking at houses at three, four hundred thousand dollars in your area, right? No. 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 Uh well I live in so so to be fair, I live in a Dutch farming community. It's a little tiny community just out of Bunkman. And um you know, so it's a little bit quieter, a little slower pace, not a very big community. My kids go to school out here at a smaller school. Um, just fits my family really well. But I mean the median the median house price in the neighborhood that I even live in is um, and I don't live in a in and uh, so nobody uh, think of me as dollar signs when I say this because I actually am building and so I don't live in a house like this. But 
the average, the median house price just in in the neighborhood I live in is um, over eight hundred thousand. Wow, God bless. But you guys are the four, yeah, fourth largest city in Montana, right? What's that? You guys are like the fourth largest as far as population, right behind uh, Great Falls. Yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're actually we're yeah we're we're right there. Uh, you know, uh, two, three, four. They kind of they kind of move around a little bit. Two and three and four do. Um, but yeah, we're right there at the top as far as populated. The only one that's far ahead of us is Billings. Billings is going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's the number one. There were well yeah, over a hundred thousand. Exactly. Yeah, Billings in terms of real estate and house prices is is uh, is uh, a little bit more affordable. Bozeman's probably the most expensive place uh, in Montana to live. Um, median house price in Bozeman. The median house price is is like eight forty. Nice. And you, and on top of the land that you guys do. You also do a lot of the uh, military relocation, right? Yeah, we we definitely do. I mean, we don't have a we don't have a base here. The biggest base is Maelstrom, which is in Great Falls, um, and uh, you know Maelstrom has kind of been stripped back as far as how much staff is there. But I mean, still very active. I mean, you know, there's some there's actually some pretty key U.S. military sites in Montana that some people know about and some don't mm-hmm. for a reason, right? And so we do get a lot of we get a lot of uh, military folks. Uh, I I actually have been really fortunate to help a ton of veterans. It's one of my favorite things to do. Find houses. Some of them are just coming here after military life, right? Um, just I was, to kind of retire. On, yeah, like I was honored a couple of years ago to be able to sell to one of the some one of the guys that's a retired uh, brigadier general, of the United States Air Force, and was on the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And he just is coming here to be done, right? And so um, that was a re- obviously a really cool experience. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we do get a fair amount of military people. Now, as far as stuff to do in Montana, because there's stuff to do year-round between the summer. You guys can go, I guess, you, you have a lot of white, you can go whitewater rafting in, uh, what was that, Missoula? Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, you can go, yeah, Missoula is another big town here. Uh, there's whitewater rafting all around us. Uh, in our area, we have more blue ribbon trout streams than anywhere west of the Mississippi. If you that is, that is like to fish, um, lots of mountain biking, lots of skiing, uh, boar, boar golfing, hunting, right? Boar yep. Hunting. There's 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 a lot of elk and deer and, and bear hunting, bow hunting. Um, there's uh, you know, if you like to play golf, actually Montana's got some of the best kind of unkept secrets on the in the golfing world. Um, around we've got some of the best golf courses the match if any of you guys ever watched the match which is the mm-hmm. usually between a couple of professional athletes and golfers yep. uh, the one that was played a couple of years ago uh with um tom brady and phil mickelson uh and aaron Rodgers. that was that was just about an hour from where i live uh up at one of the resorts um so that's a it's jack nicholas course so uh that's that's another thing you can do and i mean the crazy thing is in montana we always say if you don't like the weather wait five minutes um, I mean, you can get, you can, it's not unheard of. You could, you could literally get a uh, 60 degree swing in 24 hours. Well, that's, weather. that's how it was here in Jersey. So on Saturday mm-hmm. we, um, so we record this, we record this and then, you know, put it, push it out late, later. But so on Saturday, September 9th, we sponsored and do 5k run with the community group. 
Uh, Dumont's also the town I'm running for mayor. Bill Column One. Uh, <laughs> my running mates Andrew Warder and Mike Fankavia. Uh, also running with me. I hope they're listening to your podcast. Well, I'm sure they are. They better be subscribing. Yes, and you know mm. what? And it's it's been a hot minute <laughs> since uh, <laughs> since I said something like that. But um, <laughs> so Glenn, you got Nico acting really rare today because he doesn't normally. I, Nico's not really normally funny with me on days when he, he's only funny when he likes the person we're talking to. I like the person I talk and to all the time. Today he's was, extra spicy. Well, I feel like I'd have a lot more fun if I was just in the studio with you guys. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. 100%. It would be a whole different... um, After we would record, um, it's either, you know, I would say, hey, listen, let's go golfing, catch the Yankees, or let's go to a buffet. Or we could probably do all three in the course of two days. Listen, next year, when 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 we're able to... We're going to speak it into existence. When we buy a private jet... Then we'll be able to send it to pick you up, and we'll be able to um, <laughs> do I'm, it in I'm person. All, I'm all for that. Yeah, I need, I need nice. a private jet. My life. You guys are going to come out here in snowmobile. Oh okay. my goodness! You know, I want a golf cart in the worst way. Like you don't even understand. Short, the like, short time. Well, let me go back to so on Saturday it was sixty-four degrees, sixty-two degrees. It was a beautiful day, day a beautiful day to day, do day, a, day. yeah to do a five k <laughs> Sunday. Right. It was disgusting. It was like 80 degrees, oh God, 80% really humidity. Uh, no, so yeah, Sunday was horrible. And then we did our tomato sauce, our yearly tomato sauce. Monday was another disgusting day. It was like 90 degrees, 70% humidity. Yesterday, another crappy day. Today, it's a little bit cooler. It's like 80 and humid. We got a phone call on the way to the office this morning that our kids were supposed to start school tomorrow, full day. Due to the excessive heat warning, what it's now ha- it's a ha- half day. So we get oh, those yeah. same things. We don't have a fall. We yeah. have a summer, a couple nice days in between, then winter, a couple nice days in between, and then summer. That is our weather. So I can definitely yeah. relate to your 24-hour swing. Uh, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't cancel school out here. That's for sure. You know, just, wow. Just saying. Hold on. I mean, actually You're had, calling us we had a day last year. <laughs> we had a day last year that it literally, or a, there was a not a day, but there was a week where there was almost a hundred degree swing between the beginning and the end of the week. It was like minus forty, oh minus forty degrees oh, wow. at the beginning of the week, and it was like sixty at the end of the week. And you're like, what just happened? It was it was crazy. So <laughs> what? No. Montana. Wow. This is the best time of year in Montana, though, in my mind, this fall. Just usually great weather, just really calm, and the golf courses are fun to play this time of year because the leaves are changing and all that. Oh, uh, that's just one of the best things to look. We like to go up to like Bear Mountain, which is up in it's like upstate New York or just north of the Tappan Zee Bridge, and you know by West Point up there, it's so beautiful with the changing leaves and stuff like that. Now, you guys really don't have any major sport teams around you, so yeah, so but you guys have. You know, but college. I mean, you have. Uh, I guess Colorado's not too far away from you. You have obviously Montana. Yeah, I mean, coach, coach, coach Prime, man. Yeah, I know, right? Coach Prime. Is, yeah, how about that, huh? You know, last yeah. last oh. year they had two receivers. They had one. You know, they only had one game, or I think a couple games, but they had no more than two receivers having more than hundred yards. This past game they had their opening game against TCU. They had four receivers with over hundred yards. Believe that, bro. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and a guy that played two ways and played like 120 snaps, just insane. But yeah, 
Yeah, so we don't have uh, the major major sports teams. I mean, I know that like even when people say, well, you're part of Keller Williams Sports Entertainment, what's that about? And for me, it's really about the relationships. So mm-hmm. it's about the friendships and the relationships just like, um, you know, we're on this call and just grateful that I got to meet you guys and got to know you guys. Um, uh, but but there's an opportunity down the road too as those eight or as those athletes and entertainers want to move on to greener pastures in Montana. I mean, there may be an opportunity and I mean, there, I, there's definitely a lot of even uh, entertainment folks and pretty um, high level actors. You, as you know, we, mm-hmm. we keep it discreet uh, on KWSE, but there's, there's people that everybody would know who they are that live in Montana. And the reason they live in Montana is because they're not treated any different than anywhere else. And they actually like that. Um, That's but, amazing. I mean, we've got some pretty, pretty good pro athletes that live around here and actors and actresses and musicians, but, um, but uh, we do have we do have a pretty strong history in the FCS football ranks, which used to be known as One A, yep, Division One A football. Now it's FCS, um, and uh, <clears throat> most people know about North Dakota State because they won so many uh, championships, and and you know they put Carson Wentz mm-hmm. uh, into the NFL and some other great players. Um, and actually, Carson Wentz, quarterback coach, is our head coach here at Montana State now. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, uh, so Montana state is the number three ranked team in the nation. And actually this week, second week of the year, we're playing the defending national champions. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, but also we have one of the oldest high or oldest college football rivalries in the country. Um, we've been playing it for, uh, well over a hundred years. Uh, it's the Grizz cat game or cat Grizz game, depending on where you live, you call it one or the other. Uh, and that's the University of Montana versus Montana State. It's called the Brawl of the Wild. And if you guys are college game day college game day fans on ESPN, last year during the Cat Grizz game, college game day was here in Bozeman for that yep. game. Um, Lee Corso and Kirk Street and the gang. Um, and uh, the the Grizz for years and years had had the Cats number. The Cats is where I live, Montana State. And uh, uh, the Cats have really turned that tide in the last few years. And, and we have a really exciting program. And we've got some guys playing in the NFL. Alex Singleton, great linebacker uh, for the Broncos, um, played for the Eagles for a while. Uh, and then we have a second-year player that plays for the Falcons, Troy Anderson. He's going to be their starting middle linebacker this year. He not only went to MSU, Montana State, but he also is from Montana. He's from a little town called Dillon, Montana, and is an incredible athlete. He set the combine on fire. So so we do get great athletes. It's just they, they're not heard about and and – talked about as much because we are such a small state but we we still produce some pretty amazing ones and i and you can i'll put my money where my mouth is you guys watch that troy anderson i think he's going to you know if he stays healthy he's going to have a pretty amazing nfl career you know also if you think of uh wyoming I mean, we had another quarterback yep. coming out of wyoming you know and he's yeah he's been showing well, who's yeah he's been, yeah and who's the I'm sorry. Go who's the other? Who's who's the other quarterback that came out of Wyoming? Anybody know? Plays for the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, and and guess who his coach was? Coach Brett Vegan. And Coach Brett Vegan was Carson Wentz's quarterback coach at North Dakota State. He was the quarterback coach at Wy- or he was the head coach at Wyoming mm-hmm. when uh, Josh Allen was there, and nobody wanted to pick up Josh Allen. He saw he saw the ability, and he picked up Josh Allen. And look where he's went, and now he's our head coach at Montana State. So uh, we have a. We have a quarterback from Montana right now on our team. His name's, they call him Touchdown Tommy Malott. He's just a junior, and he's from Butte, America, Butte, Montana. Um, and 
uh, he's he's phenomenal. And so I, I really encourage people. I know people get caught up in the FBS in Alabama and all this, but if you guys can ever watch a high-level FCS game, they're really, I mean, coming from a guy that played college football and coached a lot, um, it's a it's a pretty phenomenal um, uh, program to watch. You know, so. it, you're right. And I think at one point or another, I think there's going to be just major conferences because the Big Ten has now become the Big 35. Uh, the Pac-12 right. is like, I think the Pac-12 is like the Pac-3. Um, I think right. it's going to be just, you know, it's going to suck too. Um, I think the NCAA need to get involved because you're going to have basically the Big Ten, you're going to have the SEC, and they're going to be just these two big power conferences. And then if you think about it, there's going to be so many teams within these two uh, conferences that they're going to divide them out. And then you're going to have like these mini conferences within the big, you know, so the Big Ten, I can see, you know, Big Ten having four conferences. Right now they only have, you know, I mean, four divisions. They Right now they have the uh, two divisions. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and then the, yes. Damn. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I, I, well, I, I put my uh, cough button on. You could have given me a heads up. I could have <laughs> put yours on. But I think eventually, you know, when it comes up, because Appalachian State, do you remember Appalachian State beat Michigan? What was that like? Yep. Six, seven years ago. And they were a 1A yep. school, just like, you know, just like you know, what you're mentioning. Yep. I think eventually... They're going to have these schools just kind of play them way they play themselves into these big power conferences. It's just, it's just so much money out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in our, our conference right now, the big sky conference is what we're called. Mm -hmm. We have, we have seven teams in the top 25. Wow. And, and actually our conference over the last five years, our conference, I think, has beat has beaten uh, something like a dozen or fifteen FBS schools. We've beaten them in regular competition. So, I mean, our conference is definitely up and coming. Do you and, remember? Uh, do you remember the day that all these big power schools—Michigan, Ohio, uh, Florida, Miami—you know, I can go on and on and on—always played a one A or F uh, FCS school right before. Valvary week, uh, you know, because thanks, yep. the Thanksgiving weekend is usually when all the schools play their rivalry games. But they would go and try to beat up on these smaller schools. That's not the case yeah. no more. Dude, that's not the case no more. Look, I mean, look what, you know, Sanders did with Jackson State. You know, just you're yep. going to start getting these coaches coming out of, you know, le left field and all these coaches that are trying to make a name for themselves. I mean. Look at Lane Kiffin, how he came up, and all the schools that he worked with, and all that stuff. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we have the misconception of here in, in in the Northeast. We're really not that big into college football because if you think about it, the only big school systems here between New York and New Jersey uh, is what Syracuse, Rutgers, um, and Rutgers with Greg Schiano. In the last, I mean, since he's since you know, since he's been head coach, I think they won four or three or four out of five of their opening games as of Greg Schiano as the head coach. The only time that Rutgers was really out there and relevant, Sasha, help me. Out. Relevant. There you go. Is when they had you know when when he had um, Kenny Britt, Ray Rice. You know when he had those guys playing. Um, you know, but at the same time. Louisville had a beautiful had a beautiful team itself too with a lot of known players. 
Um, so we don't have, I mean, a lot of the people here, and my, especially at my, my, like my, the firehouse I used to be on before moving was all Michigan fans and the guys in the firehouse, like Danny, um, O'Grady, Gordon, you know, throwing some name drops over here. So they hear, they kind of get the tingle in their tummies. Um, they would go every other year, Carnivale, they would go every other year to, uh, Ann Arbor to wash Michigan, Ohio state. A lot of my friends here are Notre Dame fans. A lot of my friends here are Penn State fans. So we don't have the history of college sports. But when I come to college sports, man, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better yeah. than watching these kids playing every down as if it's their last down to play. Right. Yeah. But in football itself, it isn't that the whole, isn't that the the thing listen when you're getting paid multis of millions of dollars you can take you, you can you can afford to take a playoff when you're in college and it's if it, it, there's a difference no i'm not talking about money wise i'm talking about like if say for instance you get hurt like that was the last play no, because true. you got hurt and it ended your career look at, that's what i'm talking about look from at that alex smith alex smith yeah was a miracle that he came back to play with the injury that he had yeah that's alex true. smith could have could have just retired but he came back and played at a pretty good level how about that kid that um recently uh, his name's he he like had a heart attack or something on the field passed out he went to the hospital yeah hamlin oh my god he's like a walking miracle everybody's like and the fact that he's going back to play he is playing that is like that is like insane to me he's back to starting i don't know i in that you also have to live life you know you have to live life life. to the fullest and not be scared but at the same time it's like i don't know i i I say to myself like if sasha and i have an argument right is okay yeah i'll 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 make up with sasha when we when we get back to the house when i get back to the house but what guarantees me to get home to make up with sasha you know so there's nothing that guarantees that i'll take that 15 minute drive home to see my wife and kids so like nothing is right. nothing is you know written. So I guess in a way, Sasha, you're right. But when you're making twenty twenty million dollars, you can afford to take a playoff in the pros. Absolutely. But if you're gonna be if you're a top ten player and you fall out of the top ten in the draft uh-huh. to like number fifteen, that's a lot of money you're leaving on the table. A lot. Absolutely. From yeah. the number one pick to the number thirty second pick, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So Clint yeah, is a I Yankees fan. Oh, sorry, I cut yep. you off. My bad. Yeah. No, that's. No, that's 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 true. I mean, that's the that's the funny thing about me. Most people in Montana are Broncos or Seahawks and Mariners and Rockies fans because of the proximity. Wait, and Rockies? I'm, uh, I'm always been, how f- and I'm always been an East. What's that? How far are you? How, how far are you from Minnesota? Because I thought the Twins would be closer well, to you guys. The, the, the twin the Twins is slightly further. Okay. I I did have I did have the pleasure just a couple of weeks ago with my daughter. I we know. were out in Minnesota, and we did get to go to a Twins game, which was a blast. And got to see Hall of Famer Tony Oliva and Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau were there, and we got to see Miggy Cabrera yep. get his sent off in Minnesota. He hit a home run um, in that game. There was a grand slam in that game. It was a lot of fun. But and that's an amazing place to watch a baseball game. If you've never been there, you got to go check out Target Field. It's just an incredible place to watch a game. Um, I, I didn't have sweet tickets on that one. I actually sat in the upper deck right behind home plate, but it was some of the. You had a beautiful view. Cool dude. You had such a beautiful yeah, view. I mean, right, but we're we're generally Rockies, Mariners, uh, Seahawks, Broncos fans out here in Montana. But I'm always been an East Coast guy. I, I'm a Yankees fan. Um, 
and I'm actually I'm a glutton for punishment. I'm actually a Dolphins fan. I always have been oh, in the NFL. That was my next um, question. A Dolphins. So, yeah. So ah. yeah. So so I'm really excited. Is it because of see, um, Is it because of Marino? Marino and the Duke and and Duper and Clayton. I mean, those are my guys when I was a kid, and then later in life, you know, obviously Zach Thomas, and I have a little bit more of a connection there. Um, that's probably for another day, but um, <laughs> the, I just love Zach Thomas. But um, that guy's wingspan was just crazy, dude. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah. So let me share a story yeah. with you. Uh, a quick story with you with uh, one of the guys here in the office. So one of the realtors here in the office, his name is Bruce Ilya. Bruce Ilya played uh, defensive end. He played a defensive end or linebacker for Miami. So he got drafted in 74, the year after they went perfect. And he, yeah. played, he played for Miami. And he was traded to San Francisco in the Steve Spurrier quarterback deal. And he played mm-hmm. for the 49ers. His locker was right next to um, uh, O.J. Simpson. And hearing the stories right. that he has, um, you know, he's like, Reporters, reporters would go up to him and goes, "Hey, uh, uh, hey, Juice, how was your game today?" And he was like, "The Juice thinks he played very well." And he's like, yeah, "What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? Like, why are you talking to yourself like that?" He goes, "The Juice thinks you should calm down." So, th- we're definitely gonna be bringing on Bruce onto uh, onto his podcast. stories are like insane, <laughs> and he has that, a that lot of them. But then I, but I, but I asked him, I'm like, "You were able to play with some of the like NFL's best." Coaches, like, co- oh. like, but the coaches that he played for are Hall of Fame coaches. Oh wow! Like yeah. Hall of Fame coaches, both in Miami and San Francisco. Oh, that's amazing! Right? You know, if you think about the West Coast offense, was born by the head coach that he played for in Walsh. Like that was the West Coast yeah. offense. So yeah. you know, it's just it's just wild to hear, you know, and because you think of it, such a small percentage of players go into professionals and i mean even if you think about your younger brother your younger brothers he's an official in baseball right he he is yeah oh yeah clint's wow. younger brother right clint t- t- tell sasha she doesn't he he, he just recently was yeah. at gonzaga he was he was uh coaching gonzaga's baseball right wow yeah umpire yeah yeah he he was in the so both of my brothers have done a little bit of professional baseball as far as umpiring and and college uh i umpired for a long time too but i just kind of got out of it but um yeah, my little brother was professional umpire for a while, and now he does um, he does college. Uh, he did he did the Gonzaga Oklahoma series this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually he actually did. So if everybody remembers when Araldus Chapman uh, got hit in the face a few years ago yeah. and broke his jaw during preseason, and then he had to do a rehab start. My brother was behind the dish for that game um, when he pitched, and he oh, threw wow. eleven pitches. Through eleven pitches and eight of them were over 102 miles an hour, <laughs> and oh I my asked goodness. my brother, I said, did you, "Did you blink?" And my brother said, "I didn't have time." Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, pretty pretty fun. He actually he got to do uh, one of his seasons uh, at the beginning of the year. He actually got to do a lot of games at Steinbrenner Stadium in in Florida. Um, you mean so Legends that, that was pretty cool. Legends Field? You're talking about? Yeah, Le- Legends Field. But yeah, it's not, yeah. Uh, so. Um, he got to do a bunch of games down there um, and uh, used to be called Steinbrenner Field. They might have changed it, but they did. It used to be called that. Did so, I ever tell you that uh, uh, I got a rejection? Someplace in my, it's probably in my mom's house. So I lived in Tampa for about seven months um, right out of high school. 
and I was looking for work. I lived on Northdale Maybury. That's where Legends or Sign Burner Field is. It also shares the nation's capital of strip clubs and the Raymond James Stadium. So there was a uh, 7-Eleven. No, I'm sorry. It was a Kmart, the parking lot for Raymond James Stadium and Raymond James Stadium. So we would actually go on the roof and watch the football games through the Jumbotron, right? And that was a year that they won the Super Bowl with um, Gruden. And right down the street was Legends Field. So I was looking for work. Um, Listen, I was making good money. I was working at Circuit City at the time. And there was rumors that Circuit City was going to go out of business. We were getting paid commission. And I was going to probably go hourly. So I went to Legends Field. And I put an application there. And I got a letter from the Steinbrenners saying that they were no longer hiring. And uh, at this time, they were not going to go ahead with my application. That was probably one of the best denial letters I've ever gotten. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, me and you both are working towards the same goal, right? I mean, isn't our dream always been to just be able to buy out the Steinbrenners and own the Yankees? I mean, oh my God. let's, I mean, let's talk, do it. Talk so. about the investments between the Steinbrenners and, and, um, and what's his name? And, uh, oh, what's this guy, the guy from, uh, Dallas? Um, oh goodness. Why, why am I throwing, uh, oh, Help me. The owner Are you of the, thinking about Cuban? No, the owner of uh, the Cowboys. Um, uh, oh, Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones yes. Jerry. The, the two, those are two, one of the two best investments in pro sports was Steinbrenner and Jones. Look, yep. look what yep. they built. Yep. It's just, yep. it's just wild. You know, yeah. you know, as, as, as I just want to go back into like the Montana stuff, uh, you know, Sasha was bringing up uh, a great point to me on the way here is as far as like the winter stuff in montana what like what is the go-to like i was telling her it has to be uh like the ice fishing sasha's like no it has to be like skiing and snowboarding can you just kind of break up you know what is the go-to winter sport out in montana oh i think i think probably overwhelmingly it's it's skiing and snowboarding um you know but i mean everybody's there's there's people that love just snowmobiling and i mean i have friends that that's all they do is snowmobile um and and i have friends that all they do is ice fish but i mean like the first time i ever went ice fishing it was like 40 below zero and i just said i'll never do this again it's not very fun and i suppose if you're one of those guys that's got like an eighty thousand dollar ice shed that you can put on the lake um you know it keeps you nice and warm and you can just sit in it and tell stories and and kick your feet up and drink your beverage of choice, whatever. We were talking sure that it's fun for those people, but it wasn't fun for me. Um, so I think everybody's different, but skiing and snowboarding probably are overwhelmingly the the biggest thing. So we were talking to Alex Young, uh, who's also in KWSC Green Bay, Green Bay. Yeah, the bow tie yeah, realtor. Green Bay. And uh, yeah. he said the exact same thing about the ice fishing. So I kind of struck out twice. He's like, you know, if you just want to sit down and do nothing and be cold and and hope to get something because you're really not catching anything. Um, then that's where you, then ice fishing is for you. Um, you yeah. know, you you had you did a um, a raffle. I think I don't know if it was for one of your kids, an organization that boar hunting thing. And I was telling Sasha, oh yeah, the, the buffalo hunt, the buffalo hunt. Yeah, that was for a. Um, I uh, I am part of a organization that uh, it's actually a memorial for a fallen police officer out here mm-hmm. um, that was killed in the line of duty. But I I'm one of their volunteers on their board, and that was actually one of their fundraisers. What they do is they raise money for other police forces that are or police force that are underfunded here in Montana. So 
that's what we do. Is there any um any big projects you're working on on anything you want to highlight right now? Yeah, you know, like that that foundation is a is a pretty um, incredible foundation, and uh, uh, the officer's name was Mason Moore, and you know we've lost some other ones since then, but, but Mason Moore was basically killed in the line of duty by um, some people that probably should have been in prison before they killed him, but um, but uh, um, oh man, we have a big. We have a big uh, raffle every year. We're actually going to do it again, so I'm going to make sure I hit you guys up to oh, yeah. buy some tickets. But we have a big raffle every year, and the grand prize is actually a—it's actually a sacred buffalo hunt on the Crow Indian Reservation, which is a pretty uh, unique experience in itself, right? Um, because you get to do it the way that it's always been done, um, to some degree, and get to experience that um, with the native folk um, in the on the Crow Reservation, um, and then. Uh, and then we do a big um, silent auction and raffle in March every year um, that we raise money. And like we say, I mean, we have we have counties in Montana. So we have a county in Montana. My home county uh, is bigger than the st- the entire state of Delaware. Oh my god! But at one point, we only had three officers patrolling that county. Oh my god! So if you imagine that and the the stress that that puts on, um, of course, on different counties. So we we raise money to you know, fun to get more officers or get more tactical gear or whatever we need to do to just try to keep our, so, keep our people safe. So the town that uh, we live in, um, I'm running for mayor, vote column one, <laughs> yeah. November 7th. I, I, uh, I tried to see if I could vote, but they won't let me. Yeah, I, yeah that's, it's, you know, we have, we have to do a legitimate. Um, so we have per shift, it's, uh, I think we have, you know, four, um, we go. We have four patrolmen working, yeah. uh, and uh, it, it's it's wild if you think about it. Because you know, Dumont itself and Bergen County. Listen, so Bergen County itself has 70, 70 municipalities. A lot of them, a lot of them are you know are small. Dumont's um, population is just shy of eighteen thousand people. Right? Let's just go just shy of eighteen thousand people. And right. it's also just shy of two square miles. It's 1.95 square miles. So, and they have, you know, like I said, four patrolmen, you know, they have their own bureau and all that. You're talking about a county the size of Delaware that only has mm-hmm. three police officers patrolling. Yeah. That is, crazy, right? that is crazy. And, you know, one thing that, um, you know, one thing that, I am proud that I've I've accomplished in my life is I, at one point I used to be a police dispatcher um, for for a few towns and one of the police chiefs that I worked for uh, Chief Burke he was a big um, in riding his bike and there's a thing that they call this uh, the police unity tour and you ride your bicycle from New Jersey Fordham Park um, where the Jets facility is right. And mm-hmm. it's not the, you don't, you don't, I mean, it, that's the general area, but I, you know, I just kind of, um, so you go from New Jersey down to Washington, DC, and it's a four day bike ride. And I've met, mm-hmm. and you ride in the name of a full on police officer. So I've written for mm-hmm. you know, full on police officers. Then you meet their, their surviving families and you escort them from the bus at the memorial down to their seats. Um, and there's one of the, the most, it's one of the best accomplishments that I've experienced in life outside of being a father and, and, and all the family stuff is, you know, 
writing for someone else's name. Um, and yeah. then you hear these stories and it's, you know, we, I take for granted the protection that we have here in our town, um, in our community, in, in our county and all that. When you go outside mm. and you start looking at these other states and these other areas, it is just wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I sure enjoy, you know, doing the little bit that I get to do with that organization and just always am in favor of people supporting it. So if anybody ever uh, so wants just, to check uh, it out, it's the Mason Moore Foundation. And it's, I'm and sorry, it's so you say, it, say it again? It's the Mason Moore Foundation. All right. And how can people find out more information about that? Um, uh, we have uh, we have a social media site, um, and then our website is just masonmoorefoundation.com. And the and the whole uh, this is the probably the most incredible thing is uh, Mason's widow Jody, who's an incredible person and runs a bookstore here in Montana. Um, she decided that when this happened that. Um, she would respond and react to the best of her ability the way that Mason would want her to, and that is that that love wins, that love trumps it all, and that we're just supposed to love one another and, mm-hmm. and uh, support one another, and that that is going to go way further than being angry and, and mad and bitter, even though they have every right to be that way, because, um, you know, Mason was taken taken from them way too soon, and, and uh, it's... Uh, it's a really incredible foundation, and we literally have people from all over the country that come to our our silent auction and, and bash and, and donate. So MasonMoreFoundation.com is is the is the site. That, that's awesome, man. And, and that's such a great cause. Thank you so much for supporting. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and, and working with it. Um, and then well, there's one other thing I want to ask you: is do, did you end up getting rid of your um, the, the 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 parcels on uh, Northern Lights? Because that that that's only ten that's like ten acres, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a little over nine. Uh, it's a tremendous investment opportunity. We actually just lowered the price sixty grand. Um, it's already got preliminary drawings for almost eight hundred storage units. That is and anybody that knows about storage units, they are a cash cow. There's very little overhead involved. Mm-hmm. So with county approval, you could do storage units there. You could even just turn it into a, like an RV and boat storage in the interim to make some money. And it's 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 really high visibility from the old highway that comes through Park County. Um, and that's a very it's a very um, rapidly growing area, and it's really strategically located right by some of the new up and coming neighborhoods. So, man, it would be a great investment for people. Um. Yeah, I mean that would be an incredible uh, investment for. Somebody. I mean, I, you know, the, the name of the street, Northern Lights. I mean, that's one thing that I want to experience in my life is seeing the Northern Lights, Lights. from, like, from the Midwest. Um, oh yeah, it, that that's just something. I mean, just you know, I have a friend who lives or acquaintance that lives up in Alaska, and she's always posting, and I, I'm super jealous every time I see it. Um, you know, I have people, friends of mine in the Midwest and every single time I'm I'm just jealous. Nico just loves the cold. If it, you know what he does, Clint, um, in the winter when it's like negative five degrees out, those are the days that he wants to wear shorts and flip flops. 
and oh, like, yeah. and and a tank top, like uh, like right. what? And meanwhile, when it's I like, stop it! Oh my god! So it's just it's just a male thing, twenty four seven, because that is yeah, mind boggling yeah. to me. Like what? Yeah, well, and I hate well, the like the AC, the air condition. I hate, I despise it. I had a broken femur, so whenever you put the AC on, my screws, my everything inside of my my leg just hurts. So I'd rather just have yeah. like the window down. We would be sleeping, right? And he has the AC on like sixty, but he wants all the blankies. Like, what's the point of that? Oh yeah. Like what's what yeah. is really the point of that? Like, you know, just turn off the <laughs> AC. I'd rather just. I don't even want a fan on. I want nothing on. I just want to be, you know, just happy. And like, I I can't do it. It's it's insane. It's mind boggling yeah. to me. Well, get out get out here, and we'll go snowmobile in the winter, and really enjoy the cold. Then we can <sighs> sit in one of the many hot springs in Montana that are outside. Oh and then we can go God. jump in a snowbank. It's a great experience. <laughs> I, w- I know, right? That sounds amazing. I went snowboarding, like, our first Valentine's together. And, Clint, I was afraid. Like, I couldn't stop. And there were these, like, four or five-year-olds in front of me, like, just, like, doing willies, right? Like, doing the whole right. nine. Doing the most, to be honest. And I'm there, and I'm, like, trying to stop, and I couldn't stop. So I would just throw myself on the ground because I was afraid of hitting them and, like, wiping out somebody's kid. I was <laughs> so afraid. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, you would try to scream, but they can't hear you. It's like, who really listening to, like... And then when it was time to catch the, um, the lift, yo, I... <laughs> I couldn't for the life of me catch the lift. I was so afraid. I would jump on the lift yeah. and then the lift would just take off. It, it was crazy. So let's just say right. snowing, like anything involving snowing is not my, yeah, not my cup of tea. If we could do no, something we'll tropical. We'll, yes, yeah, snowmobiling sounds amazing, we'll, though. We'll get, you, we'll get you on a snowmobile. You know what, we'll get you on a snowmobile. You'll love it. We were, we were, oh, we were talking on the group chat about... Uh, I'm like, hey, you know, do you have a plow in your truck? He's like, no, man. He goes, no one shovels over here. We do it by hand. <laughs> like what? I'm like, well, you're out of your yeah, mind. That is just we'll my spend three, four hours out there shoveling snow. We don't, we don't worry about the plow on the truck. <laughs> no, oh my god. And then, what, what? How do you guys cut your grass? You guys, you just let it grow, and like the bison and the cows and the, the horses eat it. Yeah, we all we all have goats and horses. No, okay, no, I got we, you. We definitely have lawnmowers. Um, they Do you actually, have? Ch- they actually are gas powered. You know, they're not. They're not like <laughs> push manual thing. I thought yeah. you were gonna say the horses pull them. Did Nico ever tell you about him um, fantasizing about chickens? Oh my he god! Wants, I- he wants chickens in the worst way. I do. Clint, do you have chickens? I, I don't. My neighborhood doesn't allow it, although my wife would totally have alpacas, goats, llamas, and chickens if, if it would allow it. Really? And she says, you know, the backyard's big enough, nobody will notice, but I still, I, I'm not buying it. Are you, are you but bo- I was over at my friend's house the other day, and they have chickens, and uh, they get their fresh eggs uh, every every day, and so I go over there once in a while to hook myself up with eggs because, you know, eggs are at the price in Montana. Nice. Like toilet paper was a couple years ago, right? Um, exactly. And so, um, yeah, and it's and it's funny, Montana actually, groceries are pretty expensive in Montana. Really? I was blown away when I was in New York this last time, the time that you referenced, which was a week ago, or a week from today, mm-hmm. last year. Wow, that it was a week from today, wow. Wow. And uh, groceries were actually cheaper out where you guys are at, and you guys have tax, and we don't. You know, it's, it's, um, it's nuts is New York City... Groceries or New York groceries are more expensive than New Jersey, New Jersey. So we don't we have our sales tax is less than New York. Um, it's six point six six point six two five percent. But mm-hmm. we do not tax clothing. 
Um, and then what's great, and I don't know how many counties, if we're the only, I think there might be a county in, in California, but we have what's called the Sunday Blue Law. So on Sunday in Bergen County, you can only purchase essential items, candles, batteries, groceries, um, gasoline. Can't per- suits. You can't, you can't buy, you can't buy clothing. <laughs> you can't buy, um, like Home Depot, all the Home Depots are closed. You can't buy greeting cards. Um, all that stuff you can't do. Because if you think about it, where we live is uh, like, we, we're looking at the George Washington Bridge as we do our podcast, right? We look out the window and there's the George Washington Bridge is right there. Yep. So we mm-hmm. have people from um, the Heights, uh, Manhattan, you know, I'm sure people were getting people from Long Island, Queens and all that that come here and go shopping. And we have seven major malls within a stone's throw from our house. Oh, my God. So traffic is a bitch all the time. On Sunday, I can get from my house to my parents' house in five minutes. During the week, it's 25. No, during the wow. week, it's like an hour. What are you talking about 25? Yeah, right. Like, What's what? a gallon of milk cost out there? Uh, so I, I don't know. Sasha buys that funny milk. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't like milk. I don't drink milk. We drink Chobani extra creamy oat milk. It's the best milk ever. Chobani hit me up. How, how much does a half a gallon of that cost? Um, a half a gallon is like five fifty, I think. Yeah. 550, yeah. but it's yeah. the most amazing thing ever. Listen, I saw that documentary about like real milk and how they color it because you know, the pink and everything in the, in the milk and like. When I tell you, and the kids don't, they don't know the difference. They love it. And I don't know, for mm-hmm. I feel like it's better. Like, listen, in today's society, everything is bad for you, right? No matter what it is, um, no matter what right. you're doing, someone is always going to be butthurt about something, right? But I just right. feel like it's better for our kids. And he doesn't drink milk, so it doesn't bother him. So, yeah, it's right. amazing. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, um, well, and when I was a kid in Montana, we used to get it right from the cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just get brought to it on a jar and set on our front porch and the cream and everything was still on the top. So that was when it was not touched at all by anybody. And uh, when it was probably a lot better for you than it is now, but now you're born and raised in Montana or did you migrate over there? Uh, no, I was born born in, I born and raised in Montana. I was born in, um, Deer Lodge, uh, home of the Montana state prison. <laughs> and, uh, I love how you dropped that really quick. And as, I, and then as I like to say, I was paroled in 1997. Although I really never served time there, that's just why. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, spent pretty much my whole life in in uh, Montana, other than a brief stint in college in North Dakota and a brief stint wait, in wait, Washington. Wait, hold on, hold on. Go back to North Dakota. Where North Dakota? Uh, Jamestown. Jeez. Oh, wow. So. You know, I was telling you earlier, I have this big, ever since I was a kid, I have a huge fascination with North Dakota. Infatuation. Thank you. Um, Why is that? I don't know. I mean, you can see, you can see all the way across the entire state without moving. I I don't, I don't understand. I I don't know. Like when I went, when I was in high school, you know, when the, the recruiters take you out, right? So Uh an Air Force recruiter took me out of the class. All right. And I was going to join the Air Force, but I told the recruiter, I'm like, listen, I'll join the Air Force, but I want to pick the base I go to. And, you know, I'm like, if you guys can guarantee a base I'll go to, I'll join the Air Force right now, right out of the high school. And he was like... So you were trying to get him to pick Minot? Yeah, I wanted to go to North Dakota. And he's like, <laughs> nobody wants to go to North Dakota. He goes, I, yeah. he goes, I, 
as much as nobody wants to go there, I can't promise you'll go there because people ask for like San Diego. They ask for like Florida. You know, they ask for all these hot places. I'm like, no, dude, I want to go to North Dakota. So fast forward, yeah. 23 years old and Bismarck, North Dakota has a fire department test. So I put my, yeah. I, sent, I sent my money, the application. I get a phone call a couple of days later from like the chief. He was like, Hey, um, I'm sending back your money. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm sending back your money. He goes, um, this is not for you. I'm like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Bro, like I, he goes, it's too cold here. He goes, he goes, we have four city slickers and they don't want to be here. He goes, I'm sending back your money. And I'm like, no, like I want to be there. He goes, St. Paul is having their fire department test next month. Let's use that money and go to St. Paul. Oh, wow. I could have been hired in St. Paul. I had cold feet. <laughs> I, I did the whole process. I had, I, I, I was, tw I, I would have been, I could have retired already or close to retired right yeah. now. But uh, I, I, had yeah. I had cold feet, but I don't know what it is with North Dakota. Like, I've always wanted to see Mount Rushmore that's out there. Um, I always wanted to go to Yellowstone. Um, you know, I wanted to, I, w I want to experience, like, I want my kids to experience what your everyday life is. You know, like, you know, yeah. you know just openness. Like, no, like, you don't hear trains. You don't hear buses, trucks, airplanes. That's going to be, like, so weird to our kids because they were raised. We live three blocks, two blocks away from the train tracks. Yeah, and, no. like, we go to right, sleep with that right. noise. Like, not being able yeah. to hear these things to help you go to sleep is going to be so different. We would need the TV to go so, to sleep. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to go to South Dakota and see Mount Rushmore. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. If you go to North Dakota, you got to see Teddy Roosevelt Park. It's a, in the Badlands. It is pretty cool to see once. I mean, we, we just kind of have standing jokes with North Dakota, like North Dakota, Montana. We pretend like we're enemies, right? <laughs> so we tell, we tell jokes like Montanans and North Dakotans were having a, a firecracker fight on the border. North Dakotans were throwing firecracker firecrackers fight. at the Montanans, <laughs> and Montanans were lighting them and throwing them back because the North Dakotans forgot to light them. <laughs> That's a good um, one. That's a really or, good one. Or, yeah, or how do you or how do you spot a North Dakotan plane in the blizzard? It's uh, the it's the one with the chain on the propeller. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you usually change your tires, right? That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, so so that's our thing. But uh, uh, it was a fun experience. I played football and baseball out there. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and, and uh, uh, the coldest college football game I ever played was in Bismarck. It was minus twenty. And it was on real AstroTurf before they had the really nice sprint turf. Mm -hmm. And every time you hit the ground, you felt like your body was just going to shatter into a million pieces. It was, it was quite crazy. I, so I couldn't imagine whether I mean you, you you're talking about more negative forty. Listen, I like it when my like when you're breathing, if you feel the cold in your oh chest. Oh my god! Like I like that, but negative forty is a completely different you like animal. That? Like you feel like you can't breathe as an elephant sitting on your chest. I don't. I feel yeah. like I feel like that you breathe. We had a spot no. in Montana last year that was minus eighty three. That's me in seventy degree weather. <laughs> I, I just I think it feels. I, I think it feels I'm an island bunny. I can't mess with that. It feels more refreshing. Refreshing that way. Refreshing. Yeah. Clint, yeah. did you always want to become a realtor? Or was that something like you kind of just stumble into? No, no. You know, it's funny. You know, in the early two thousands, I was uh, one uh, for a brief time, uh, but I, but I just kind of got hooked up with the wrong group of brokers and stuff, and I just didn't. I just, uh, I'm, I'm all about trying to do the right thing and trying to live by, 
life above the line as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I just Absolutely. Sense that it wasn't a great, great fit for me. So, and I was, you know, still pretty young. So I, I moved on from that. Um, you sold, you then, sold hot tubs, didn't you, for a little bit? I, I, I did. I actually, I sold hot tubs on and off for about 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, um, and, and had a lot of success with that. It was a lot of fun, but I, I just really got to a point in my life that I wanted to do something where I was working for myself, that I was my own boss. Mm. Um, and, and of course we actually, we say we work for ourselves, but we really work for our clients, right? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 exactly. At all, at all hours of the day sometimes, but, but, um, it was a, it was a great move for me when I decided to do that. And, uh, it's been, been a lot of fun and, and, and really, I mean, I love helping people, but just the relationships I've met in, in real, uh, with the people in real estate with me, um, you know, the twin twins game, I got to go to that game specifically and got to be on the field because of a relationship I have with another, another agent that was tied in to, um, that organization. And so just is really fun to get those opportunities or going to New York last year and playing in that NFL charity tournament. I mean, and Jerome Bettis was there and Alonzo Mourning and all these fun, fun guys that, um, you know, you wouldn't get to be around on an everyday basis, but we were sure fun to, uh, be around on the golf course. Um, you know, it was a pretty, pretty good time. Absolutely. Like in real estate, they say that, um, a lot of time, what is it they say? The saying that they have. Location, 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 location. With us, it's, it's not with real, us. Real. I feel like just like you said, it's all about relationships, relationships. That's all and it is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a lot of people are like, um, you know, if you have a client that hasn't, uh, closed or bought a property or, um, leased a property or something with you, right? Then technically they're not your client. Sometimes, especially right. with us, we've had clients that haven't really found their dream house or ha- found what exactly they're looking for. But because of the amazing realtors we've been to them and the way we have handled everything that's come our way and with them as clients, they didn't turn around and be our biggest referrals. There's been some of Nico's yeah. friends that have been Fizbo's and they were like, bro, um, I know you're a realtor and everything, but I'm selling my property on my own. And hey. they would reach hey. out to him. They're like, hey, I have a question about this or a question about that. And he legit went out of his way to help no, them. Even though they weren't listing with us, it's not always about that. It's not. And the reason why we got into real estate, guys, you're like super late. Oh, we the are? reason why we got into real estate wasn't because like the paycheck. And people can, they can tell when it's about the, the commission check or if it's about, they can tell the reason why yeah. you got into the business, you know? And in right. return, we have educated some of our clients in like the the best and most amazing ways that they have turned around, sent us referrals, but then educated their referrals on like, hey, you're going to need to get a pre-approval or you're going to need to do this or fix your credit or whatever you're going to need to do. And Nico and Sasha... Mm-hmm with their preferred vendors or whoever they work with, lenders, vendors, inspectors, and everyone they work with, they can then help you with all of these things. So just contact Nico and Sasha, and they're able, their team is able to, like, you know, do anything possible for you. And it's just planting that seed. Yeah. In real estate, it's all about planting that seed. Once hi. you plant that it's seed... It's been a hot there, minute. <laughs> Clint, Gigi's saying hi to you. Uh, Gigi, number hi. 44 hockey player in the house. Yes, yes, okay. the great, the great goalie. <laughs> the great goalie, exactly. Thank you. The great goalie. She goes, she starts this. Yeah. Start, she starts. Hockey starts back on. Like, like the best goalie since Marty Brodeur, right? I know, oh, right? She just, she just, she just bounced she on just, you. She, she yeah, just, just left. She just left. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you, you know, that's the other thing. I'm a dad's fan, so, I mean, we got that in common, too. 
was my first my first NHL game was Rangers Rangers death. So wow. yeah, you got Listen, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's all about the relationships and and I just think that you know even the ones that aren't using you as I put that in quotes exactly. in your quotes, um, you know, if you treat them and and uh, with respect and you help them. You just never know where that's going to go in the future, and you don't you don't do it to get something, but sometimes you do get something in return, and it's really rewarding. Absolutely, and uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, the the adventure, and it's and it's you know it can be tough out here. Uh, one in every six people in Bozeman is a real estate agent. Oh wow! Um, wow! <laughs> wow! That is just nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I have the, one of the six people, probably seventy five percent of them are going to be out of real estate within the next couple months <laughs> uh no you never know true you know what? i'll tell you this never. clint if you end up coming to the east coast this year um including hopefully and god willing the playoffs you know you know you know i'm going to take you to the game you know sit, we sit second row right where the players come out i have not only amazing seats but we also have they, see, the Devils got rid of Legends. We used to have Legends as a provider for food, um, so we no longer have Legends. The Legends at Yankee Stadium and at the Prudential Center was like night and day. It's not the same, and everyone kept had the standards of Legends, which, which kind of stink because it wasn't it wasn't like Yan- Yankees. But nonetheless, um, where we sit, we sit second row, right where the players come out. We actually we have access to the players' tunnel right outside the locker room, so you can see them coming in and out of the locker room before game times and before periods. And obviously, we have our lounge, which is uh, you know our private lounge. So that's an open invitation. If you end up coming this this year, you know this way, any part of the season, let me know, and uh, we're going to that game, bro. We're sitting up in the front. I'll introduce you to a few of the people that I know up there, and I'm sure that. Uh, Erica is going to ask to FaceTime Gigi while we're at the game. Um, yeah. You know, she, she, you know, works for MSG. So, um, you know, as we're going to wrap up the show, we, we always ask our guests to give us their kind of final, final thoughts, stuff they're working on, um, ways that they can find them, drop your phone number and all that. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me. I knew it would be fun. You guys are great. And I just appreciate it knowing you guys and calling you friends and, and fellow realtors. Um, you can catch me at Clint Struble, S-T-R-U-B-L-E, at kw.com, 406-224-5063. Uh, Montana is an amazing place to explore. Even if you're just looking for a place to stop, a coffee shop, knowing somebody in another part of the state, I probably know them uh, and can connect you. And uh, if, if anybody ever needs a ranch or a cabin or wants to compete with the Duttons, I'm your guy. And uh, also, if you have any college students coming to Montana, I have an awesome mentoring program in real estate that I can talk more about. But uh, reach out to me, and, and thanks for having me on the show. It's so much fun, and hopefully we'll see each other on the coast sometime or out here snowmobiling uh, in the near future. Listen, we're definitely going to be out there sometime in the near future because it's, uh, it's definitely yeah. a goal that we need to do. Cool. Absolutely. All right. My final thoughts, guys, you know, as usual, um, if you're looking for real estate in New Jersey, reach out to us, the neighborhood sellers. Um, also, guys, you're competing against you. It's just you doing better than you five days ago, last year, five years ago, whenever. Um, just do it. 
whether you're trying to get into something, break into something, um, whether you're trying to post a video, whatever you're trying to do, just do it. Just take that one step and just do it. And um, yeah, you know where to find us. Um, let's get Nico's final thoughts because he always thinks I'm cutting him off. <laughs> um, so I don't know if anyone heard, but I am running for mayor in Dumont. <laughs> November 7th, Colin It was a hot minute. It was a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. <laughs> Um, so no, you know what it is, is, uh, you know, we, we're very humble and we thank each and every one of you guys for listening. Uh, whether you're a real estate agent, a person, I mean, our podcast has gotten international. Um, we're, we're now in three parts of Europe. Um, the number th- two most listened to areas, Miami, mm. Beverly Hills, Sandy, uh, San Diego, I'm sorry, San, San Jose, um, we have areas of Ohio, Michigan. Then we have a couple parts of like the the, the the whole East Coast. I mean, we are not just an East Coast um, podcast. We have hosts that are coming up um, that we're recording. So we have um, these two amazing, amazing realtors out in uh, Southern California. Yeah. Um, we have somebody out come from Missouri that we're bringing on, right? Missouri. Yep. We have your mentor. Yeah. Oh my God. It's coming on that episode. It's going to be amazing. So um, that, that's right. Mansoor. So Mansoor is my very first. And know what's funny is Clint, uh, before this call, he had his coaching call. Yes. I um, still talk to my mentor, Mansoor. And uh, we have the privilege of bringing him onto this podcast so that's that's going to be huge and he is a um like a regional operation manager for pf chains so i was in the restaurant business for people that just listening now but nonetheless thank you so much you can find us on all the major podcasts apple iHeartRadio, pandora although pandora pandora spotify and um apples are three highest listening to apps yeah um, Thank you so much for joining us today, Clint. This was such an amazing um, episode with you. Getting to know about Mont- Mont- Montana. Why was I fumbling on that? And um, um, fun fact, I just learned that it wasn't only um, it, you don't uh, get by by like buggies and horses and and churn your own butter and stuff anymore. That well, was that was really good. good. I mean, there are some places that still do that, but we're not one. <laughs> not the. Uh area that he lives in yeah no 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 his area is 800 and above we know that give him another chiching for that <laughs> well, yeah. that is amazing and it was so amazing getting to know you on the level that nico knows you on because yeah so sharing is caring my dear friend thank you so much for hanging out with us and for everyone else we'll talk to you next week thank you and god bless here it is the episode you've been waiting for the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation.